0: cool rolling good Dylan's good yeah I'm just gonna I'll have my notebook out to take notes like I'm your psychiatrist that's great so I can lie don't... down
1: if you want yeah okay
0: <laughs> hey, that's fine we can adjust the mic we can adjust the mic we can do this from the floor uh, whatever you want I <laughs> mean great. it might be one of those episodes <laughs>
1: yeah. if it was later at night then maybe we could just you know eat a cookie and have a little nap and
0: <laughs> uh, yeah we'll definitely get into that okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you had a pretty eventful day. Uh, I did a couple days ago.
1: I did, two days ago, four twenty. It was a really big moment. It was a big moment for Canada, I think, with Justin Trudeau coming out and saying that we're gonna we're less than a, less than a year away from full legalization. So it's um, it's gonna be it was it was an exciting one. I had never actually been to Young and Dundas Square. Um, really? I really I no. How long have you been in Toronto? Uh, since ninety seven. <laughs> like I mean, I, I've been to Young and Dundas Square, but never on 420. So uh, when okay, so my day was a crazy day. So I woke up and I uh, got my training in, of course, and then ran right to uh, ran to uh, Calyx Wellness, which is a dispensary that's in Parkdale, a very medicinal-based dispensary. And I set up uh, smoothies. I made some really beautiful smoothies. Uh, the smoothies were from the grow-up on Dundas and Osington And then I infused it with some, uh, some MCT oil. Mm-hmm. So uh, medicated all of them <laughs> for uh, clients, patients to come in and, and try. And I, made, I had some samples of my uh, chocolate bar and some cookies and some uh, vegan gluten-free Powerballs. And uh, it was really great. The dispensary was crazy busy and uh, lots of patients coming in for their medication. And uh, it's really great to be in the dispensaries and talk to patients about what's going on and what their ailments are and how I can help them as somebody that is producing proper medicine, so.
0: Just listening to you, the whole conversation around cannabis and psychotropic drugs in general has changed. you you know, words like medicine are being used. And health healing. What do you think about that?
1: Um, well, just like going back to uh, the Young and Dundas Square, it was kind of a shock for me because it's super recreational crowd. It's all those kids in uh, weed leaf, everything, and super stoned, and smoking dabs, and uh, that's not my crew. Um, you know, like we all like to you know, like, say, have a glass of wine after work or Mm -hmm. get relaxed. But the, you know, the reason that I started doing this was for purely medicinal purposes. I do like to relax. I get a sore body after training. Uh, I feel that it is really two different crowds of people that are going on. There's the recreational crowd. There's the medicinal crowd. It does have a bit of a crossover, but Mm there is a big, there's a big dividing line, I think. So,
0: I'm assuming that you'd like the conversation to really swing towards the medicinal you know, I would say healthy lifestyle based use rather than what it traditionally was. pot leaves, head shops, <laughs> you know, getting stoned in, yeah. in a and, field. Chong. and chong, Chichin <laughs> chong.
1: Um I can appreciate both. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really funny stones. Sometimes you just need to party. Yeah, like absolutely. Like I was a I was a stoner in high that. school. Like I get it. Um mm-hmm. but you But it's like alcohol, right? Yeah, you, you go can. through your
0: phases, and then eventually you're that you you, know,
1: f- you figure it fine out fine
0: wine kind of person.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a fine wine myself, so you know, <laughs> um,
0: aging gracefully.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, there's uh it's it's different. Like it's it's two different you know like uh, there's the old ravers and there's the kids that still enjoy the music and like to dance in their living room. You know, so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's different. It's both and are
0: different. And one of the reasons I really want to talk to you in particular is because you approach this, um, you know, cannabis, pot, wheat, whatever you want to call it, in a completely, I would say, unique way. Um, and hopefully over time, not that unique. Right. right. Hopefully more people kind of get into this. And that's where my interests lie. And it's around the use of, uh, in particular, certain types of cannabinoids in the, the use of training and recovery. Uh, management of moods and things like that. So um, that's that's really why I thought this would be a cool conversation. The first time we met, I was like, "Oh man, we should just save most of this conversation <laughs> You're like, for Stop later." Stop talking to me. Yeah, I literally <laughs> said at one point, "Like, shut up."
1: Save this for later. Yeah,
0: sorry, oh, I told to shut up the first time I met you. No, way. it's nice. But yeah,
1: <laughs> like, nice. shut up. Let's... All the nice boys talk to me that way. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm a professional athlete, and I. Um, I've struggled with whiplash. I've struggled mm. with lumbar disc issues. I've struggled with uh, neuropathy and body parts. I've struggled with uh, broken bones. Uh, I spar, I would spar hard. Uh, I do Muay Thai, so I run hard. I Everything I do is hard in life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I needed a kind of way out of that. And I didn't want to go home and take an Advil every night. And I was doing that. Um, and I just thought there had to be a better... A better way out, and so I started using cannabis. Uh, but then I did affect, I did find that it was affecting my running, so I started to bake with it. So I, you know, you there's a lot of years of trial and error.
0: So you're saying the smoking mm-hmm. was affecting your ability to run your lungs, absolutely, and that's that's the point where you started baking it, experimenting with that.
1: yeah. Uh, you know, I just even having a couple of say halls uh, of a joint at night, I found that I was coughing and I could hear a difference in my lungs. I was a smoker a long time ago, uh, so probably my lungs are a little bit more sensitive. Uh, I, I find that, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of trial and error and uh, <laughs> a lot of cookies that you had to kind of eat on your own to find the right dose of medicine to help you relax and to help the body pains and uh, to get the proper cannabinoids into your system to get the relaxation that you would need after training so hard.
0: So you're you're smoking, you're running, you're experimenting, you're adjusting. And how did you get to the point where you're now doing this as a serious endeavor profession?
1: Um I feel like I've read every single book on the subject. I feel that I have finally figured out the math to get the proper milligrams into the product. And then I just happened to be at the right place in the right time uh, and got into uh, Kind Supply in Kensington Market. And uh, they really believed in my product and they really believe in me. So it's really great to have that kind of support. Um, I know that eventually this market is gonna go to, it's gonna be like the big pharma of cannabis. So right now I really appreciate that uh, people are keeping it really local. My kitchen is in Parkdale. Uh, One of the dispensaries that I'm at is in Parkdale. So it's nice that right now the medicine is all very local, so.
0: Are you excited to be in Toronto, speaking of right place, right time?
1: (laughs) Absolutely, what a great time to be in the city. Um, Like you could see the excitement. It wasn't just like 420 wasn't just a celebration of Potheads. It was a celebration of legalization about to happen, and a year ago we weren't even as close to it as we are now. Yeah. Uh, people were smoking weed everywhere; like there was a cloud above Young and Dundas Square, and police were just watching it happen. So, it was it was crazy to watch. It was uh, it was an exciting time. It felt like a, like a, a potheads version of a pride parade. Everyone mm-hmm. was very excited to be there, and uh, pot wins. Yeah, (laughs) And then we win, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it is an exciting time to be in the city. And I feel that people are really going to be watching Toronto for what's going to happen. Kind of
0: like, are we essentially another Amsterdam? Are we sort of on that trajectory?
1: um, We are, but as of right now, Amsterdam can only smoke in the cannabis clubs, as Mm -hmm. far as I know, where, you know, uh, Toronto and Canada is going to have to come to some sort of a, we're going to have to really figure it out the next, uh, probably the next five years is going to be about figuring out how this is all going to go down. Mm -hmm. So there are gray markets everywhere. What I do is gray market. Uh, What the dispensaries dispensaries are doing is still very gray market. And, uh, you know, the dispensaries that I'm in are as legit as possible. What I'm doing is as legit as possible. There's a lot of dispensaries out there that are just selling to anybody that's coming in, and I don't want to be part of that because I think that those guys will get kind of cleared out at one point or another, so... Mm -hmm. The ones that I'm doing are only dealing with uh, people that need medication and people that have legit prescriptions from doctors and are doing everything through Health Canada. What's the
0: process like of getting medicinal marijuana for, you know, just anybody off the street? Uh,
1: We as Canadians now have the right to choose how we want to medicate ourselves. So uh, I started going to my doctor and she was absolutely not cool with the idea of me medicating with marijuana. Uh, so I then found a can of home person who's like basically a consultant that will help you with that. Uh, I got the sheets from actually from 416 Medicinal on King Street. And I took that to my doctor and it doesn't have like a big weed leaf on it or anything like that. It <laughs> just it was a, it looked like a referral form. So uh, she, a proper medical, it form. was a proper medical form. Mm-hmm. And it just said, and so they called me when I gave it to them and they're like, oh, are you wanting to leave our clinic? And I'm like, no, no, I just wanted to see a specialist. They're like, oh, okay, that's great. So then they just sent my files directly to the, to the canna home person. And then I did a uh, couple days later, a doctor did a Skype interview with me and it was really legit. I assumed it would be somebody just kind of signing off on, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be pretty easy, but he really grilled me very hard about my usage of cannabis and what my pains were and what my uh, symptoms were and, making sure that I had all the legit uh, medical information and so he checks in with me on Skype every three months and renews my prescription so my prescription right now is for uh, two and a half grams a day so that means I can hold up to what's the math on that or no it's three grams a day so it's like 93 grams a month I can have Mm -hmm. on me at any time time. yeah which is a lot so <laughs> more than I need to fill my pockets with so um, it's a it's a good prescription and it goes into my baking so um, so that's for myself but then I also uh, get the uh, cannabis from the dispensaries and uh, we're on a barter system and so I bake for them and uh, it goes it goes to them and they dispense it to patients that need it
0: Mm-hmm a lot of listeners to the podcast are in some form of physical culture whether it's crossfit running yoga or uh, you know maybe mma as well right. so how have you found that the use of of cannabis has you know really improved your performance recovery anxiety all the things that typically are associated to high level performance
1: this is where it gets really exciting for me because Uh, The more I talk about it and the more people I meet and with all the athletes that are around me at all times, because I'm a professional athlete, uh, people are talking about it. And it's it wasn't something that we were even talking about probably a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of looked down upon. Yeah, big time, right? Absolutely. There was a huge stigma behind it. And uh, the more jujitsu people that I meet, the more runners that I meet um, and everyone is still super healthy lifestyle. So that's where my products are kind of getting into them because they uh, they are low in sugar or gluten-free or vegan or paleo or, you know, however I can do it. Um, you know, I, I have a, a friend that just ran 22 kilometers after eating one of my vegan gluten-free Powerballs, and he's like, it was a whole other level of running for him. And mm-hmm. uh, so many jujitsu guys uh, uh, smoke cannabis before they roll because it just relaxes them and it allows them to just... Uh, to uh,
0: be present. Be present and really sort of feel
1: uh, feel where they're going with their, their movement. Now, myself, I would never smoke and then do Muay Thai. It doesn't really work for me. But as far as recovery goes, mm-hmm. I really enjoy, uh, it helps me a lot with my, say, pre-fight anxiety or uh, body soreness or just being able to go home and relax. Like last night I trained until almost 1030 and then you get home and you're all amped up and you're you know, your body hurts and you can't relax. And, you know, so I had half a chocolate square and settled in really nicely for the night. So um, it's all, it all makes sense. And athletes are really starting to come forward. Now there is still that stigma, like the whole uh, Nick Diaz thing, and mm-hmm. he was banned for five years for testing positive for marijuana, even though he is a medicinal user and has a has a prescription to do so.
0: Yeah, as I understand that, just really secondhand information. That was a totally bullshit charge.
1: It's it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So you know the other guys can get caught with steroids or cocaine or. Yeah, John
0: Jones is fighting this weekend, right?
1: Good for him. And, and yeah. he, you know, Didn't he wrap his car around a tree and kill a pregnant lady or something uh, like that? Like I don't even. That's know. That's a little broken telephony, yeah. but I think he definitely there was a
0: pregnant lady, and I think she's still alive. Okay, with, that's good. But broke her good. arm. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Um, rumor mill. Yeah. So it's like Conor McGregor. We retired, love you, John right? Jones. Yeah. We love you.
0: Yeah. Oh, we can talk about Conor McGregor. Yeah. I'd love to get your thoughts on that.
1: But. um... Yeah, the whole uh, the whole stigma I think is slowly breaking down. Uh, there have been a lot of issues with with that. Like I just filmed a documentary for Vice, and uh, the gym that I filmed it in kind of retracted halfway through when they really figured out what was going on. So we had to refilm mm. the whole gym episode because they didn't want it to be associated with anything to do with cannabis. So interesting, even though the whole uh, the whole thing was about athletic recovery and cannabis, not about me like setting up dab rings and and smoking yeah
0: yeah well i really geek out on athletic culture anytime there's a group of people who are doing something at Mm -hmm. a high level you know you kind of want to get into the to the fabric of what they do and understand how they are able to do it and and one thing that you mentioned earlier which was something i've become aware of is the the deep use of cannabis in uh, jujitsu culture yes like it's just kind of part of the gig yeah and uh, also in the ultra marathon running scene, which is part of the gig. And it makes total sense on a physiological level. Anything that requires deep relaxation and the ability for your body to go to a place where it can actually perform under duress. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you, you, this, this stuff makes sense. Right?
1: I, had, I just started running uh, while using cannabis. I do it for my late night runs, and it's really the best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it puts you into that runner's high type of place without having to get to the runner's high type of place mm-hmm. uh, where you forget about your body and you forget about the pain and you forget about the uh, the stress of having to do it. And you, it just gets you out of your head and it just allows you to, to find that good place without having to run to get there, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got a huge interest in this stuff. In particular, something I really want to talk to you about which is cbd yes um but you know for me i've always had a really um frustrating relationship with with weed okay uh you know smoked it in high school
1: right
0: i've had my i've had my several intense experiences with psychedelics including mushrooms and, (laughs) and ayahuasca and um a whole bunch of other stuff and uh you know paw for me is like just the thought of it sometimes gives me anxiety Absolutely. because I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a hit off a joint and I'll go into some <laughs> astral plane <laughs> where nothing is, you know, what it was. And it's it's pretty intense, right? Like I'm just one of those personalities, I guess. And when I heard about CBD oil uh, and CBD, I think I heard it on the first time I heard about it was actually on a podcast that was all about, uh, you know, endurance and, and high level uh High-level endurance performance. Okay, and the claims were pretty astonishing. Which was, you know, better recovery. Uh, there was also some something said about how uh, there were, uh, I think, some people who had been suffering severely from epilepsy who had reduced their seizures dramatically. Like we're talking from like a hundred a month to one a month, something mm-hmm. that crazy. And so I did a little bit of preliminary digging on it. I'm like, wow, this is this is interesting. And uh, you know, and you get into that whole conspiracy theory of things, that reefer madness conspiracy <laughs> that, you know, all the, all the stuff Pod has talked about, it's like, why is this stuff, you know, why is hemp, uh, you know, so contentious? Why is CBD oil so contentious? And it really uh, made, me, made me think, I'm like, it's so good, how can it be banned? And I think that's what's so intriguing about this entire issue. So we, we talked a little bit about uh, CBD, which is technically something that is not psychoactive. It doesn't really.
1: Oh, it's absolutely not psychoactive. Right. Uh,
0: but you still need a prescription for it. Like you can't just you, you can go and get uh, NyQuil, Advil. You can get anything that knocks you off your ass, you know, any the day amount, of the, week. the amount
1: of deaths that are from prescription, not even non-prescription, just like over the counter. You know, I've taken I've taken too many Tylenol. Like it's you can't. Hurt yourself with too much CBD. It's an incredible thing. Um, you can you can smoke too much weed. So like you kind of back. We're gonna kind of back it up a bit. Where uh, there's the two different strains of marijuana. There's the indica base and then there's the sativa base. So when you talk about getting too much into your head and freaking out a little bit, yeah. that's definitely sativa. So yeah, sativa is head. Indica is body. I always pick strains that are indica based. Now when I can find indica based strains that have a higher CBD content, that that's just that's just money for me right there. Right. That's um that to me is pure athletic recovery that is relaxation. I don't want to sit at home and freak out and be thinking too much and you know like the sativa's are good for uh creativity. Uh say you want to sit down and draw for the day. Say you want to get some writing done. Like mm-hmm. it really helps with that sort of a thing, the creativity kind of aspects of it. But indica is pure like couch lock and that's what I look for. <laughs> so like that's that's the best way to kind of describe it. Now, with the influx of the uh, licensed producers that are out there, they're slowly playing with the strains to make the CBD content higher. Now, I just uh, released a chocolate bar that is uh, made with a strain called Avadical, which is an Israeli strain, and it is sitting. Shout out to my
0: people. <laughs> Shout out, I'm a Jew. Shout Thank out. you for
1: that. Dylan's <laughs> in the back.
0: He's got the gun up. Shout out. Um, to, my, to my Hebrews.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so this uh, chocolate bar is less than 1% THC and sitting at, I believe, uh, 18% CBD, which is almost unheard of. I now have heard of a 25% CBD. So I made it into a chocolate bar and, you know, I ate a piece and it felt a little bit stony in my eyes, just kind of relaxed. But that's about the only effect. Now, I gave it to a girlfriend of mine that is running uh, a dispensary, and she had really terrible menstrual cramps. And so she ate a piece, and her cramps were gone. Uh, is it that? is like it's hard to test those kind of products because we're still needing the scientists to come forward to help do that. Sure. Um so right
0: now it's 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 fairly anecdotal,
1: absolutely. Uh, but it would be this she's like it's she's like it helps me way more than any sort of a Tylenol or an advil would have. so, Um, for myself, like I do like a little bit of the THC content, but I'm really on the low side of things for myself. Um, now it's been really hard how to price this because I find that if it is going to be a purely compassionate medicine, then I want to have compassionate pricing. Like if I can get this chocolate bar into parents' hands that can give it to their epileptic children, like that's, that's an amazing thing. I really do believe CBD. Uh, and the cannabinoids that are already in our system, it'll help us and it will really be the new medicine. So we just need the scientists to come forward to help us. Can
0: you elaborate on that? Uh, the cannabinoids which are already in our system? Uh,
1: the human body is comprised of the of an endocannabinoid system. So it's already something that's in us. So it's just going to kind of help to to better our system. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of research that I've done so far. So
0: Right. And, and that's the basis of a lot of medicine. Absolutely is actually uh, boosting a naturally occurring chemical, right? Uh, you know, or, or whether it's uh, you know, like just boosting it, like the plasma levels, or stimulating its, uh, um, I guess the, the 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 receptors and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, that's really that's really interesting. And
1: I have a uh, a sixty five year old client who has been on hardcore painkillers. She had shingles and was mm-hmm. left with severe nerve damage. She hadn't been able to leave the house for almost two years and her daughter brought her some of my brownies and she had had a quarter of a brownie and called her daughter crying. She's like, I'm out for a walk for the first time in two years. Mm. So you can only feel really good about something like that. Um, Now, I would love, you know, with the strains that are out there, with the high CBD strains, the Charlotte's Web, the Harlequin, the Avedeckel, these are all made for purely CBD strains. And with the research, you know, we can if we can help epileptic children. If I could have a part of creating a medicine that will help people like that, like I can only feel really good about something like that.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> especially when it seems that the problem can be addressed in so many ways prior to going on an extreme therapy like a pharmaceutical, which in many cases has incredibly, uh, you know, powerfully powerful side effects. And so I think the transition in our culture to understanding that we should deal with things through natural means first, through food, through lifestyle, sleep, all that stuff. Absolutely. Exercise. Um, And and to me, I I kind of bundle CBD into this category.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Especially when it's in chocolate, I mean. (laughs) Like if chocolate could just like cure.
1: (laughs) It's a vegan, (laughs) vegan gluten-free, no sugar added, only four ingredients in it. Like... I can't feel bad about eating that. It is beyond no. delicious. The, I'm a the, chocolate fiend. The chocolate bar is named after Float Toronto, because they're my they're my people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've they, had them on the podcast. Nice. Yeah, Jesse those, and Sean. Those, those guys are that's my family right there. So, uh, I was going through some horrible uh, adrenal issues. My cortisol levels were all messed up. I was training too hard. I was pushing too hard. And uh, and I had a complete meltdown uh, a year and a half ago. And that's when I found those boys. And that's when I started mm-hmm. uh, really medicating. And between the amazing healing waters of Float Toronto and a little bit of edibles, like it's just been a really great collaboration of really learning how to let go and relax and rest and recover. And it's really like it was a really hard lesson to figure out uh, that rest is as important as the training itself. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's where we're getting to, but sure. well, uh, I, I, foods and, you know, foods and uh, foods and the way that we treat ourselves is just as important with, you know, because the, we can eat foods that are like high in anti-inflammatory. And mm-hmm. so like, if you're just feeding yourself with junk, it's, it's not going to be the same.
0: Well, being an athlete is about pushing your body to the limits and doing it in a way that's going to basically hack your nervous system mm-hmm. into some higher level of performance. Right. And, um, you know most athletes know that you train hard, but you have to recover even harder. Absolutely. So you have to you know foam roll and float and, and you know take magnesium., yep. but this this is interesting, like this becoming this being CBD becoming a real part of the routine mm-hmm. uh, of doing that. I don't think enough people know that this is actually a really powerful therapy uh, that they might have access to and in this city anyway. And I think in, in the states, you can order CBD,
1: I've uh, seen it online. online. Like
0: I've seen it too. Yeah,
1: I've seen it. So it I'm online. not really sure what
0: the laws around that are, but there are like some major gray areas, right?
1: Major gray areas, and people from the states message me on Instagram all the time, just like, please send me your products uh, as soon you can't. as I. No, I can't. No. no, I don't do any mail orders. I don't do any private sales. I uh, it strictly goes to the dispensaries, and I, um,
0: yeah. So right now, is there uh, a pure CBD product? I have
1: shows? a I have a pure CBD product. It's the chocolate bar. Yeah,
0: and yeah. that's that's available at
1: that's at, available at Kind Supply and Kalex and, uh, Wellness. Yeah, okay. awesome. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I have um I have a race coming up May first a marathon okay. and I was talking to a mutual friend, uh, who had I think tried some of your chocolate and his uh, apparently his run I think he did a long run like twenty plus k. Went pretty well. Yeah. From what I heard. Amazing. Yeah. Yay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will sponsor any athletes if you want to come forward. Gotta <laughs> wear my t-shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, your company, again, we'll put in the show notes, but
1: it's uh Blessed Edibles. Yeah. BlessedEdibles.com. Yeah.
0: Blessed. Edibles. Okay, just mention it.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah, I the the treatment is is good. The C B D is is amazing and it's been really fun to play with. I I know of people that have given CBD to arthritic dogs. Like, I think that we've just mm. been...
0: But not with chocolate.
1: But not with chocolate. <laughs> no, with the pure oil. With the pure oil. Uh, there's lots of different really crazy products out there. And it's just like we've been under this insane prohibition for so long that we've been, you know, like, you know, everything... Everything's turning around now and really being able to... I think the, the time is now for, for cannabis use and for mm-hmm. us to really see it as a proper medicine of the future.
0: I love the show Boardwalk Empire. Okay. And I don't know if if you know too much about it or if anyone else has some seen some
1: episodes, seen it. yeah.
0: But it's all about Prohibition era New Jersey, Atlantic City. It's kind of like the Sopranos of 1940. Okay. <laughs> or I think when did Prohibition happen? Around there, right? Uh, 40s 20s, 30s. to 30s. 20s to yeah. 30s, 30s? Okay, sorry. Some, somewhere remember. where people, some time long ago where guys wore fedoras
1: yeah. that,
0: that weren't hipsters right. and just
1: like <laughs> three-piece yeah.
0: suits and pocket watches and horse buggy So that was that era in Atlantic City. And the show, the series, it's, it's, it's like a genius series. It begins when uh, Prohibition essentially uh, was enacted and it went to bootlegging. And the show chronicles that period um, up until the end of Prohibition and how you know that that act essentially led to all this crime and murder and you know entertainment <laughs> and speakeasies like some right. good stuff too right, right? but uh, you know a lot of people died a lot of people were denied use of something that was you know fine for mm-hmm. most adults right <clears throat> and watching that show you get a sense that oh wait a second we're in that time right now
1: absolutely it's time to it's time to break those barrels <laughs> you know like it's yeah. uh it's uh, it's an exciting time, and we're just gonna learn more about it. And I would, you know, like it's kind of like my my thought, but I think alcohol is a really terrible thing. I think it brings out the worst in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, so you don't drink. I don't drink. Yeah, I don't drink. I um no, I train and I eat and I sleep mm-hmm. and I train. So I you know the most I do is I eat a CBD chocolate and I walk around Queen Street on Sundays. Like that's my mm-hmm. that's my time out, but. I don't like. I, I don't like how it makes me feel. Mm. It hurts my stomach. It makes me a little aggressive. I I just don't like how it how it sits in my body, mm-hmm. and I really feel it the next day. So I don't know if that's just like my kind of clean living lifestyle that you really feel it, but I don't like even after a glass or two of wine, I feel very sick the next day.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, you know, you, you're using it as a medicine, as a as a you know source of some kind of you know. Maybe nutrition, even mm-hmm. right, and that's a that's something that I think most people are not used to uh, hearing or, or understanding of the concept because it's like to them it goes in the bucket of I'm a stoner, you're a stoner, or uh, you're a, you know a dredge in society. You don't take life seriously. Obviously, you're not that way at all.
1: Well, that's that was the big thing that the <laughs> that Damien Abraham from Vice was saying about me. He's like, you're so not a typical stoner, and I'm like, no, I don't want to be seen as a stoner. You know, I'm an athlete first, mm-hmm. and. I uh, I've had to find that recovery was just as important as training. So I find that uh, if I medicate at night in a proper way, then I'm I'm good to go for training the next day without as much body soreness.
0: And your um your training, so you 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 take CBD like every day after you after you train
1: most days, yes,
0: most days, yeah, mm-hmm. and um. If you were, you know, advising someone who's kind of in a similar situation, whether it's you know MMA or uh, CrossFit, mm-hmm. some intense training of any kind, what would you, what would you tell them? Like, what's a good way to use this thing?
1: Um, it depends on their method of how they would prefer to take it in. Uh, I think that the oils are a really lovely thing. I think uh, I have uh, capsules. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really great. That's no caloric intake. You know, it's uh, the method. Is, the method of delivery is an MCT oil, a medium chain uh, triglyceride, and I really like that. <laughs> yeah. and I find it to be delicious. It's a healthy fat. Uh, it goes directly into your system, and uh, no added calories. And the body relaxation and head high is very minimal. So I think that's a, that's a really good way to start.
0: And again, there's different, um, I guess, configurations, right? Like mm-hmm. you can have certain percentage THC to certain percentage CBD. Absolutely. Uh, what what typically is uh, you know a good mix for somebody? Again, who doesn't want to like even if there's a bit of THC? Like, can you talk about how the percentages affect the the result? as far as the ratio between the two because I don't want to get knocked off my ass like I I don't like that state unless I'm at home listening to like the doors on vinyl or something like that we have some nice opium
1: den pillows going on like like, maybe a lava lamp in the corner yeah like
0: no one around me that I can you know
1: (laughs) couch lock lock yeah I just want to be on couch lock yeah Um, for myself, my favorite is a strain that was called CBD Kush, which was 17% uh, CBD and 7% THC. So that gives you a little bit of the, the head high with, uh, all of the medicinal benefits of the CBD. That's just me personally. I think everybody can kind of play with that kind of ratio to see exactly what they like. And, uh, but the, uh, There's new strains coming out every day from these licensed producers, and people are really starting to play with that. But for myself, I think the CBD Kush was really great. You can always go on Leafly.com, and you can you can pick up any strain. You can look at any strain, and it'll tell you what the THC percentage is. Uh, A lot of them aren't listing the CBD because it is kind of a relatively new thing. But uh, you can always research online to exactly what kind of strains, or check with your licensed producer to get those kind of info. But it's you know like everyone's metabolism is different everyone's liver enzymes are different so it does affect everybody differently especially when you're eating it
0: mm-hmm. so i'm assuming you want to do it in a safe place first to see how it reacts with you and then
1: absolutely. if it's something
0: you can do out in public then absolutely
1: yeah. i would never you know i always tell people to start small you can always eat more you can't eat less <laughs> so you know i've ha- i've done a lot of experimenting uh, through my own baking over the last few years and yeah there's been a couple of incidents where you know I didn't leave the house for a little yeah. bit but uh but yeah sometimes it you have to be your own guinea pig so
0: I was given a uh, cannabis infused vodka oh wow like a okay. little little vial of it by uh, this guy I know and I accidentally took double the dose and I think think yeah on the third day i woke up and i was still high Ooh. like i could still feel it in my body i remember going out to like a coffee shop and just being whoa <laughs> i'm oh, wow. still high after yeah it was intense it was one of the most like psychedelic experiences i've ever had in my life was there
1: a ratio on the bottle or did it say no no
0: no he's just like yeah I take about this much and i thought i was taking about that much but i accidentally took double the dose
1: and everyone has a story like that. That's why, you know, people who have, you know, everyone's eaten a brownie at one time or another, and it's been, you know, just like some random who took a bunch of shake and threw it in a Duncan Hines, whatever, <laughs> and...
0: Uh, they just got that congealed bit <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: you're picking picking weed out of your teeth and stuff. Yeah, that's really fun. But um, everyone has done that, and you have no idea what the milligrams are, and it is dangerous. You have to treat it like, uh, you know, you're not going to just go drink a whole bottle of vodka and just... You know, see what's going to happen. So you have to you have to be educated on those sort of things to really know what kind of dose is going to work best for you. That was always
0: like the way I felt about it. Uh, these these substances, you know, whether you call them drugs or medicine, whatever your your gig is, mm-hmm. um, I, I always had a respect for them
1: especially after my first bad trip (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) like the first couple times i smoked weed were awesome yeah you know watching movies and and taking your face off my face off for no reason awesome and then i immediately went into the the you know the dark zone right the uh the the weird like joseph campbell like subconsciousness of you know mythology and things like that so that was that was really intense man because that's just how my brain works and so I developed a healthy respect and I was always more interested, whether it was cannabis or, or psilocybin, you know, ayahuasca, DMT. So I was more interested in the uh, consciousness aspect of things. And um, I would say the, uh, you know, if you want to call it spiritual, right, the, the, the ability to connect to your unconscious mind and see what's what's going on there and also ultimately what connects you to the world. Uh, do you do you have a place for that in your life? Is that something that you also play with, or is it strictly athletic performance, just feeling kind
1: no. of good? like even just walking around on Sundays on Queen Street and the difference of how you feel about the world around you. Like it is a different level of consciousness for myself, and uh, I am way more relaxed, and mm. I am way more understanding of the people around me, and uh, I really do like to play with that consciousness. I feel that since starting to uh, use cannabis, I... Uh, there is a more of a calmness around me and it has led me to things like meditation and the float tank and uh, just being more aware of myself and my surroundings at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that me as a calmer person, because the sport that I do is so intense and so amped up at all times, it's really important for me to find the kind of opposite world of that. So uh, finding meditation and finding peace and finding uh, the rest that my body needs is really important. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I guess you would need it when you're trying to kick someone's face off. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or when someone's trying to kick your face off, you know? Like, I find that uh, for years I fought with rage and I fought with anger and I fought with uh, craziness. And when you finally are able to calm yourself down and you can find that calmness while you're fighting it, uh, it's a much stronger game. It's a much, I do more damage. You mm-hmm. know, I had to fight a friend of mine. Uh, I think it was about two years ago and she was a, she was a friend and somebody I had trained with and they had, we were from opposite gyms, but they put us in a, in the ring together and I didn't want to hurt her. And I kind of fought with that intention of just staying relaxed and not being aggressive. And it was actually the most damage I had ever done in a fight. Mm-hmm. And she left pretty bloodied and I love her oops but sorry yeah
0: and uh (laughs) to join after sorry sorry about that I love you
1: and uh but I still wasn't really sure what had happened in the fight because I thought I was going easy and then I saw her and she was very bloodied and uh and I felt bad but it really showed uh when you fight with calmness and when you can fight relaxed uh the difference that it makes because you're not throwing everything into one big bunch, you know, when you're when you're going crazy, as opposed to just throwing things, and uh, landing things with intention. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Like you, you see it when uh, fighters come into the ring. the 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 fighter that looks really tense and jacked and and uh, aggro. Mm-hmm. I mean, they what I've seen, they tend to lose. And the one that you know, like the Anderson Silva, Fedor type fighter, who's right. like really uh, you know, loose, relaxed, kind of oily. <laughs> they just have more power in their
1: absolutely on their
0: kicks and and punches and throws. And when you're
1: too amped up, sometimes your adrenaline just dumps, and then you have nothing mm. left. You know, right. when you've put it all into like pushing somebody around in a weigh-in and like freaking out and trash talking and you know, just getting yourself into that state. You know, it's not a, it's not a flow state. It's not a oh, yeah. it's not a good place to be. I think for anybody mentally. So
0: what's interesting about athletics is it's the most um, intense form of performance because you instantly know when it works and it doesn't and I mean you know if, if you don't make your uh, your time in the run uh, in in fighting when you get kicked and knocked out that's obvious right right the thing that you're doing doesn't work and your performance sucks right and that's a really cool thing to have and when you introduce substances into that um, you know the protocol for training you know when things work and don't and mm-hmm. that's what's cool about it. And everything we've discussed is about essentially finding some kind of uh, flow state within performance, within, uh, you know, the ability to recover from that performance. But I think that's an allegory or an analog just to life. Most people out there, especially the ones listening to this, will not be kicking someone's face off.
1: (laughs) No. But...
0: (laughs) But they will be in situations from um, I hope not. They will be in situations day to day. Maybe as they're listening to this at work, where their cortisol is jacked, or they're tense, or they're nervous, but they still have to perform. They've got to go in and do that meeting, that presentation, what have you. Right. And they, uh, you know, and and they're reaching some more levels of stress. I would say right. Um, and what's interesting is again the the use of therapies, medicines lifestyle practices, whether it's meditation or CBD to, Mm -hmm. uh, mitigate those effects and understand that you need to recover and you need to manage stress like that nature.
1: I've been, uh, with the amount of training that I did and I do, and the stress levels in my life, like I, I ended up in, uh, in sports therapy. So I have this amazing, uh, sports therapist and, uh, we talked for about a year Mm -hmm. and then we started, he just told me to bring my mat and we did guided meditations and it was a lot of that work that went into finding a calmer state and not everybody has time for things like that and it's the lives we live are crazy in Toronto like I escaped to Thailand whenever I can to just be able to focus on training but when I'm in Toronto I'm uh usually like baking in the morning and then running to the gym and then running to work and then running back to the gym and you know any rest or meal time was spent usually on the streetcar and, you know, my therapist would ask me, Well, when is your downtime? I'm like, well, you know, I take a break on the streetcar when I'm going <laughs> from work to back to the gym. And he's like, That's not rest time. You you know, you need to you need to do that. So I was doing guided meditations on the streetcar and just getting rest wherever I can and the lives we live here are crazy, like how we're not all going postal is pretty amazing for the for the crazy lives that we live. But I think that it's really important for people to find peace and to find that time to relax for themselves.
0: Yeah, I echo that Toronto is crazy right now. Like it is the right place, right time, but everyone's on their grind. Everyone's hustling. It seems that collectively the city is trying to
1: make it somewhere. Yeah. And there's
0: a lot of stress. There's a lot of fallout. From I've, be-
1: I've become that jerk that has just stopped calling friends back mm-hmm. or... Um, having to explain that I excuse me that I don't have time and I I kind of don't have time like it's most of the hours of my day are absolutely accounted for and uh you know I think it's really worth it because what I'm doing I feel is really important you know I just had to tell my dad what I was doing he's like where have you been what have you been doing I'm like oh well I'm filming a documentary with vice right now dad he's like well about what okay, so I guess we should talk about this. So so your
0: dad didn't know.
1: My dad didn't know. Like, what you, like, how do you, how do you tell people that sort of thing? You know, like my boss at work found out and he's cool. Cause you know, he smokes and, uh, but like, how do you tell your seven year old father what you're doing? And you know, he's like, I think I'd like to try a piece of chocolate. I'm like, wow. Oh my God. Okay, cool. But my father's on eight different medications for his heart and whatnot. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's medication that I would like to Show to everybody. It's something that is safe for everyone if done properly. Like it's my mother, you know, is in Nova Scotia, and she has all she has the same injury as me. She has a lumbar disc that pops out, and her doctor has her super medicated on this and that, and another medication for another medication. And I'm like, she needs to do some yoga, and she needs to, you know, get off all those medications. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's yeah, on you just our- gave me a
0: great idea. I think I. Had to- Give my parents some of this chocolate.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I'm just going to dose them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll chill Hey, everybody, out. I brought
1: dessert. Yeah. You know, get off my back. Yeah. Get off. <laughs> they'll be like, I'm just so relaxed. I don't know what's going on.
0: Well, that's cool. I, I You know, you always wonder how the generation that grew up on say no drugs and Ronald Reagan is going to react to this stuff. But it seems to me, I mean, just kind of through seeing and hearing that they're much more open minded than I thought previously
1: things have really changed it was really funny uh me and a friend uh me and Manhire, were watching uh old uh just say no reagan uh, ronald reagan videos yesterday and it was just so crazy the way that they're talking about marijuana and like it's it was it blows me away it blows me away that that was not long ago mm-hmm. and now and now things have totally changed and we are starting to really see the change that's going to happen in the world and that's that's exciting but you know, that my father's kind of cool with it is, it's a big step. Cause I, you know, he's 70 and I just didn't think that that would be okay with him, so. Are
0: you gonna name a product after your dad? I think you should.
1: <laughs> Only after he tries it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be dad approved. It
1: gotta be dad approved, yeah, absolutely.
0: So what, uh, speaking of grinding and hustling, what's going on with you coming up? Like uh, product or events, fights, Travels? What do you got going on?
1: Um, I don't. I don't know about fights. This is kind of starting to take over my life a little bit.
0: Uh, Are you gonna pull up McGregor? Just kind of retire? I might. Fake I just, retire. I just
1: might need to fake retire. <laughs> you know, like I. I trained in Thailand. I just got home from Thailand uh, April first, and I only spent three weeks in Asia this time. It was my shortest trip to date, because I just had to come back and, and run business, but. Uh, if I had stayed another week, they would have put me in the ring for a belt, a Bangla stadium. Uh, so I really wish I could have stayed and they're like, come back in September. How many people
0: would have that been in front of? Uh,
1: the stadium's usually pretty full. So like maybe a thousand or so. Like, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I fought in China a year ago and that was the biggest crowd I had ever fought in front of. So that was pretty insane. And how many was that? It was an Olympic sized stadium. So yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking. But, um, were you... Pretty high. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> in communist China, no, I was not. No,
0: right,
1: right. Uh, that was that was a crazy fight. So that was a bit of a setup. I got I got pretty set up for that one, but. Uh but uh, yeah it's kind of like
0: one of the like a blood sport moment
1: it was a bit of a blood sport moment you know like when you walk out and you've got like flames coming up beside you and you're supposed to look all mean I honestly skipped down the like yeah! <laughs> like it was so it was such an so Canadian so Canadian yeah. like hi everybody I totally yeah. waved and like skipped and I'm just like oh my god I'm not tough at all yeah I'm a nerd <laughs> I'm a total nerd right now <laughs> Uh, what's coming up? So I'm just working on these CBD products and that's, that's super fun for me. Uh, the Vice documentary is going to be coming out. It was supposed to come out on 420, but I think, uh, we had to do some re-editing. So that's going to be a little bit longer. And I think once that kind of comes out, I think sales are kind of go up and a lot of the dispensaries are going to kind of come forward because my product is a little bit different than, uh, than kind of what's out there, and that's Mm. what's exciting about it. So this documentary is about the good and bad of the edibles community in Toronto, and you know a lot of the companies that are out there are doing um, uh, shatter-based products, concentrate-based products, and I'm not really about that. Uh, You know what shatter is?
0: Uh, A little bit. I think I've seen it, and I've never sampled it. So
1: shatter is basically uh, taking uh, weed and putting it through a butane-based extraction process. I'm not totally sure of what that means, but I don't know what's left of the terpenes in that sort of process. And that's where all the medicine is for me. So I always do a whole bud extraction. So a whole bud extraction, I don't use uh, leaf or shake or stems or anything like that. I use all the beautiful buds. And uh, so a lot of the other ones are making like genetically modified uh, cornflake, rice, crispy square, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that to me is kind of like a Uh, It doesn't really make sense for me because I only want to use the best quality products out there. So my products are a little bit more expensive, but they're made with a lot of love and a lot of the real medicine going in them. So a lot of the recreational users probably wouldn't find my products strong enough, even though like even with my cookie, which is 250 milligrams, which is way more than a person needs. (laughs) But um, I'm happy at like the 50 to 130 milligrams sort of dosage for myself. So, uh, but I don't like the way that a shatter-based product would make me feel. It's a very intense uh, high.
0: Right. So. That's that's probably more like a vodka Red Bull, and you're a f- more of a fine wine, a bit of a fine, or wine. a yeah, like a like a micro brewery pale ale yeah. or something like that.
1: And just a little bit,
0: yeah. Just a little bit, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just add a little, you know, sparkle to life, but not exactly. not much. Um, and in Toronto, where it can folks get your stuff?
1: Uh, My stuff's available at uh, Kind Supply in Kensington Market at Calyx Wellness. And I know that it was at Green Buddha, but the last I heard they were sold out. So I need to get back in touch with them. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's cool. And not yet online yet.
1: Absolutely not online. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, not online yet. So uh, I don't know what the future is going to kind of hold for that. I just hope to be in the dispensaries and making sure that you know, I don't. I'm not flooding the dispensaries yet with what I have going on because I always like to. I'm handpicking them at this point because I want to make sure that people that are getting my products are educated, are being educated on how to use them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess apparently the future is going to be uh, weed in the LCBO. I don't like that point. I don't agree with that. I think that that it's in itself is the worst drug interaction possible. You know, we've all had those high school moments where we were at a party and drank too much and then somebody passed around a joint and then everyone got the spins and was sick. So, I don't I don't think that's a good idea for anybody. So,
0: yeah. Well, I guess when the government gets too involved, <laughs> it's right. usually not the best. So, I'm uh, hoping outcome. that they get
1: involved. I hope that there is some sort of a uh, legislation as to what's happening. You know, there's a couple of dispensaries on you know, that I've seen around that are like a bit of a free-for-all right now. So where anyone can just walk in and purchase purchase cannabis. And I don't think it should be like that, so.
0: Are you hoping to inspire more um, thoughtful, conscious producers and users? Because everything that... I'm hearing you say is is very much uh, about that, like doing things thoughtfully, responsibly, and, and almost moving the whole culture forward in a way that's respected, not just.
1: I would absolutely hope so. I think it should be that way with anything. Uh, I believe that things like uh, CBD can be the future of our healthcare. So I think that uh, really finding that niche market and really finding the scientists that can come forward to help us really move drugs like CBD into the future, it's going to be really important for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate you uh, sitting down in this awesome studio. It's shout summer. out! Shout out to Tattoo Studios. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. This is uh, yeah. Uh, should we like just. Should we hotbox the studio, Can Adam? We? Can we?
1: Who wants cookies? Can we yeah. do it? <laughs> we just want to totally contradict everything we
0: just said. We were like, let's b- <laughs> let's party. We're kidding. We're kidding. It's not gonna be bad. like ten a.m. Right? Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna
0: put on some reggae, some dub, and just like
1: and just go for let's it. Do this. We got a lot of hands yeah. up going on in the studio right
0: now. <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna get, you're gonna go kick people's faces off. Your,
1: you have to show me your licenses through the through the through the glass. Yeah.
0: Come on! I know Adam got super stoked for (laughs) Adam in the control room. Just like face lighting up. Cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks a lot. I'll, I'll post as many links as I can in the in the notes, so if people need to find all these places, they can find them. And
1: that's great, and, guys. Uh,
0: and get uh, stay blessed. Get, yeah, get, yeah <laughs> stay blessed. That's all. Yeah, that's all your email sign-offs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
1: can uh, that's your hashtag. Hashtag.
0: Is that uh, hashtag yet? Hashtag
1: you? dope athletes. Yeah.
0: Dope athletes. Yeah. Oh really? No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Start that one up. Cool. Yeah. All right. I got a lot of notes. Right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> thanks so much right for on. having me. Yeah, yeah, this is Amazing. great. Uh, maybe we'll do an update episode in the future. I'd love that. Yeah, maybe great. We'll, do one, we'll do one on CBD or something. Cool. Go to the next level. Awesome. Cool, thanks, Angie.
1: Thanks, honey.